0: Hello, and welcome to the Miss Rollin' Podcast. Uh, I, my name is Jacob, and as always, I am joined by... JJ, it, someone died. You sounded a bit sad
1: there. Oh, wait, you said you go to a funeral Friday, did <laughs> Jesus <laughs> oh,
0: Christ! Uh-oh, oh, no,
1: I'll take that back. Uh-oh! Oh, that's a bad start. I was going to say you sounded a bit deflated, but I just realised, as I said it, that you said you're going to a funeral next week, so... Uh, uh, I'll take it back. What a shit show. What a shit show? Uh, yeah, um, you're joined Jay-
0: by me. Hello, welcome. <laughs> Hello, oh, um, JJ. Let's start. Let's, let's start the show as we always do. What are you supping on? Uh, I'm sure anyone that's ever listened to this podcast before will be
1: able to guess, but it is a nice cold bottle of Nelson, bit of Stella.
0: Oh, a nice cold bottle of Nelson Mandela. You can't. You don't get better than well, that. What about you? What have you got? I've got a, a Audi special. I've got the 1079 project, which uh, can only be described as a more than adequate knockoff of Hot Pass number thirteen. Wow! The more you know. So, the more you know. So, yeah, if you're if you're a fan of Hot Pass, get yourself to, uh, yourself to Audi because this this fucker does not cost what that does. Other shops are available just like the shops are available because it's audi home brand um anyway moving swiftly on because that was boring as fuck um (laughs) good start jj talk to us about preston away
1: preston away um so the reason we're covering this is our last podcast game came out the day after uh the preston game we went into it a bit of blind and we said that we hoped that you'd be listening the day of the preston game right yeah sure um we said that we we hope that you were listening to it off the back of a thrilling, thrilling victory and a great performance by the Reds, but it was neither. Uh, neither happened. It was a bit, bit frustrating. But you know, we came away with a point. Um, I think probably we deserved to lose it, but a point to point, it was just not quite the performance we expect from Steve Cooper's mighty Reds.
0: I think, yeah. The 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 really annoying thing was, is that the first ten fifteen minutes I thought we were f- absolutely fantastic. I thought here we go again we're gonna pardon me we're gonna we're gonna drop a drop a deuce on them, get in get out, and everyone's gonna carry on raving. But what it turned into was it was hanging on, and and probably an equally impressive performance of we weren't at our best, but we you know under previous managers numerous numerous previous managers we'd have took a probably a 3-1 loss or something like that in that game yeah um, yeah they didn't although seem to they do were too almost, much with it in terms
1: of yeah. making actual chances but i think that is typically a game that we
0: lose under cough cough Chris Hewton. yeah absolutely absolutely which which moves us nicely into a far more impressive game which was the Bristol at home game um just, just kind of everything that you want to see, isn't it? From a game, really, um, comfort, comfortable. Scored a good, a good goal in the first half. Scored a good goal in the second half. I just, I don't really. It's, it's hard to describe with anything just comfortable, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think. <clears throat> I mean, I think we were very good. I think Bristol were absolutely shocking. They didn't provide anything really. It felt a bit like Barnsley in the fact that. You were never quite worried whenever they had the ball because you felt like they weren't really going to do anything with it. But um, I really enjoyed the fact that he put Zinconagel in the team. I think it gave us a bit of a different element that we lacked against Preston. But it just felt very comfortable. And we're not really that used to having comfortable games at home for Forest. It's normally, oh God, we're going to bottle it on on our own ground and it's going to be a bit of a frustrating game. But
0: it did feel comfortable. It was nice to see and. Yeah, two two good goals. Two good goals. And then it brings us roundly, very nicely, to Sheffield United yeah, we, away. Now, we've dusted off
1: those other two fixtures
0: because they're boring. This is the big one. This is the main event. This is the big one. This is the main event. Now, we were supposed to be bringing you um, voice recordings from the game because... Mm-hmm. Uh young Joshua here and our ex experts In fact we'll, we'll call him the, the mystery guest. Yeah. for a capital M I S T. You get it um, Mist Mystery <laughs> the uh, Mystery oh Guest. God. Follow, like and subscribe. The uh, Aramis to our Athos and Porthos. Um Mr. J joined you. If you can't can't uh, uh, full uh, name uh, him, he'll be fuming about that, won't no, you? You'll ble- cry. Can Bleep can ble- bleep it out. I'll bleep it out, yeah. Produce that event, my mate. Come on. That's it. Uh, (laughs) uh, At Bramwell Lane. We're meant to kind of fall nicely now into like a really nice segue of voice recordings and maybe a few sing songs from from an ecstatic away day. However, JJ's still yet to buy an adult phone, so it didn't work quite that well. Yeah. So instead, JJ is going to tell us all about it. The, the microphone quality on my phone, for some reason, was
1: shit. I don't know right. what, what what went on, but I'll tell you what was supposed to be in the voice recording. So we walked down, we went with, uh, you. if you've listened to the podcast in the past, you might have heard that I've got some mates that are Sheffield United fans. Um, we walked down, starting to get a little bit merry at this point, and they boldly predicted a 1-1 result where Forest start well in the first half. Jeffrey United come into it a bit more, and that there's a last-minute equaliser, so I think I might get the lottery numbers off him for next week because that is quite a big prediction. It's better than anything we've ever come up on this podcast. I don't think we've mm-hmm. ever actually got it right, so, yeah, fair play. Um, but, yeah, me and the the ex-mystery guest, as you would like to call him, uh, we hey. went to Blades Away, um, young, dumb, and full of beer. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just... I'll, I'll let someone, you into was, a, someone
0: was full of yeah, I'll
1: let you into uh, a bit of a secret. My bladder isn't the best. We've maybe alluded it to it on the past, but I, we went to Blades Away and I got an NC, so it was almost like VIP. I could go for a piss whenever I wanted. It elevated the experience a lot. Um, and talking of elevated experiences, first time I've been uh, at a football game where everyone around me seems to be. Massively smacked up on cocaine, so that was fun. Um, and they were certainly elevated in that regard. And a particular highlight was them pointing at the disabled fans in the Sheffield United family stand, giving them jip and telling them to take the mask off because the pandemic's over. So, yeah, we live in a land of equal <laughs> opportunities. <laughs> well, not if you're a forest fan away at Blades, it doesn't seem to be the case, but um. Yeah, the atmosphere was banging like apart from the complete coke heads, but it was, yeah, you know, we were there for a good day out and I think I think that lifted the, the players on the pitch. It almost felt, to be honest, it felt a bit like a library at times from their support. So it felt like we were the, the home side and certainly the first half we were, we felt unreal. I don't know what it was like on TV, whether that was the case, but whether it was just that I was there and absolutely battered, but the first half felt like we started off really well. Like the first few minutes, we came out of the blocks fighting really.
0: Well, something something you obviously missed by actually being there, JJ, was Sky Sports. The commentary actually said we were playing well. Fucking um, hell! I know. Yeah, they said they, they. This is almost verbatim. They said Sheffield United have been pretty well, been pretty good this half, but Nottingham Forest have just been better. Which I couldn't I not wow. I kind of almost dropped my beer a bit. I almost I regret that, but... getting tickets to Bladesway now because that was worth staying at home and listening to. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was um it was well deserved praise. Um Yeah, we but... played
1: we played well and it was it was all going swimmingly and Jed Spence with a lovely run into the box and we got a penalty. I think at this time um our mystery guest, who we can just refer to from now on as the golden god. Um, decided to punch me in the ribs because he was that excited that we got a penalty. So still feeling the results of that now. That's not too fun. Um, yeah, in full excitement of this penalty to put us one up, or so we thought. Jacob, talk to me
0: about that penalty. Um, Well, he's just hit it straight down the middle. He's not even clipped it, has he? He's hit it straight down the middle. Um, I don't necessarily mind so much the fact that he did that because I would say that at least... Eight times out of Mm -hmm. 10, the keeper's diving either way. So, and, you know, he did that in there. I can't remember what game he did it in, but he's done it in the last couple of weeks, hasn't he? And he, and he looks a fucking genius. So, well, I mean, I don't, I don't mind too much that he's, he's done that and and whatever. It's just, um, a bit disappointed by him following the goal, really. I thought he would, I thought he would grab the game by the scuff, the scruff of the neck and say, and, you know, try to prove he's not a cunt type thing. But, um, he kind of, he kind of shrunk, shrunk away a bit and, yeah, I wasn't
1: expecting that in the slightest. No, I, I can see why it would maybe knock his confidence. I don't even know if mm. it is a confidence knocks thing or whether he was just out of the game. Maybe they uh, relished the opportunity to take him out. But yeah, it was. I thought it was a disappointing penalty, but you know it goes the other way and he it, it bangs it in down the middle, and we're all talking about how composed and and calm mm. he is smacking it down the middle. So. Yeah, I think it's just a case of foddering him for them is sounds to be in really good form from what my mates are saying. Um I think he's done a really good job. He saved a penalty not long back, I think, maybe the game before or a few games before. So looks like he's done his research. I think their manager said it takes a brave keeper to do the research, see
0: that he goes mm. down the middle and actively stand there. So for me for me, that's the kind of penalty you take to restore a two-goal like to seal a match. That that's yeah. you know, like like you did in Blackburn game, 90th minute, whatever it is. Keeper's never gonna stand still in that in that moment. Keeper's never when the keeper's desperate, the keeper's never gonna stand still. Keeper's not desperate at that point. It's too early on in the game. But it bins it into you know into the into the corner or whatever it is. Get that fucking penalty done and gone. Yeah. And when you seal in a match, that, that's when you can do whatever you like. And then I left. Um I worked late, so I left.
1: I have a ten or fifteen minutes before the end of the first half to go for a piss. Noticed that the uh, the the bar was the bar queue was starting to fill up, so I decided to obviously get two pints in and a pie. So this is now the most important part of the podcast because I want to give you a Bramall Lane pie review. <laughs> so go on. I think we've talked about it before when we've gone. Me and Jacob, when we go for us, we always get a pie, and you know what. At half time that pie is banger. It's a banger. It's a pucker. It That's incredible. why you can't, it's, go, can't go wrong, can it, you? It tastes like actual lava.
0: It's boiling. It ad, it kills as you. my dad says, if you can have a pie, you may, you might as
1: well make it to not pucker. Yeah. Well, well, it normally at forest it completely burns and scalds the roof of your mouth. Now, Jacob, let I want you to live react to these few words we're going to throw out here. Come on, let's have it. Let's have it. Come on. It was a a pie. Yeah, chicken and bolty. Ooh. Oh, okay. That's not the, that's not. like it's it's not it's not meat in. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's uh, meat for a start. Grow We're up.
1: Going. Grow up. Um, <laughs> and it was the perfect temperature. Was it now? I could hold it in my hands and I could bite into it. I, it was fucking phenomenal. I'd be worried about food poisoning if I was you, mate. It. Well, it's Bramble Lane. It, well, when I was buying it on the kiosk where you bought it, they spelt Bramwell Lane wrong on their own kiosk. They spelt it B R A M E L. That's a really boring story. I don't know why I started to tell that. But anyway, Bramwell Lane. anyway, <laughs> fucking banger pie. I'd give the pie um, probably an eight out of 10. I think it was a banger. Really? Uh, two pints of, unfortunately, Foster's, which wasn't oh, oh, isn't my favorite. Oh. However, you do oh. remember that Forest of, is it Colesburg?
0: No it's Colin, Colin oh, even it's Colin, worse. yeah, so <laughs> no, it's not worse Colin is Come worse on. than Foster's. got that we need to have a yeah, let us know, Colin or Fosters yeah,
1: we've I've, I can't even remember what point I was making mm. here, um oh half time, yeah, half time, uh, me and our mystery guest tried another voice recording to talk about the first half that proceeded, um fresh off the back of Dalry in our first part of Foster's, which is a struggle, um. And we were going on about how fuming we were we were that Brennan Johnson tried to panenka the keeper. Um, looking back at the <laughs> at the replay, it didn't seem to happen quite how I had it in my head at the half-time. In my did, head, he can, full-on purload it, but that never, it never happened. So I don't know where I've got that from. Can I just ask, did you guys see mm. the Keenan Davis penalty shout? No, we didn't. Uh, that's something we found out about after. We said that um, we could have had two penalties. We should have had two penalties and the other one was more clear than the first, but I... Yeah, it was, somehow it was somehow Steve Austin, missed
0: him, mate. It. Steve Austin. What happened? When was this in the first half? Yeah, Joe Garner put a fucking gorgeous David Beckham-esque ball into the box. Who
1: the fuck's Joe Garner?
0: <sighs> Fuck me, James Garner. Sorry, I was I watching that clip. clip. You see I mean, side, side Sidebar, has anyone seen the uh, James McLean-Joe Joe Garner fight from the weekend? <laughs> Get on with your point. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so James Garner puts his ball into the box. Absolutely delicious. Keenan Davis looks, looks to all... Literally, It's one of the ones that literally bends round the defender. The perf- like, defender couldn't get there if his life depended on it. Uh, Keenan Davis looks like he's going to get a toe or a head or anything on it. And that young lad who's playing on the wing for them literally tries to take his shirt off his back. And what's even worse is the referee is looking at it. And, and this was in the first half this and this was before the first penalty oh, this right. was before the penalty yeah um uh, you probably couldn't see the, the player the player that tried to pull his shirt was probably blocking your view from seeing it yeah that's probably why you, you guys Fair. can see it and probably the it's one of those the, where it's such a hard perspective to know where they are so we probably thought he was on yeah. the halfway line getting his shirt pulled but yeah 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 and it's it was it was definitely a penalty var and it's given, but I, I mean, I don't know if anyone watched the Man City Man United game today. But there was a number of decisions in that for me where I don't, I don't know if they're using VAR anymore, so it wouldn't have mattered anyway. So was that all? Point just to moan about the Man City Man U game? No, not in the slightest, mate. Because they won four okay. um, one. Okay, easy here.
1: Yeah, I didn't see that. So for for me going in half halftime, it felt like it felt like, and I, I don't mean this to credit Blade too much, but. They just seemed a little bit shit and we've got a lot of key players out with injury and I thought this is going to be a convincing win this second half. I think I was feeling a 3-0. I was thinking they're not really challenging much. We're playing well. We've got them. It's a 3-0. Um, so it was quite bizarre really when against the run of play completely, they just it' a great a great goal. It was a lovely I header from Billy but It just came yeah, from nowhere. I
0: think it's important to remember that that goal, the, the the cross from Morgan Gibbs-White and the header. Yeah, sensational. Well, do I mean?
1: Fantastic. Um, I would like to point out at this point as well, um, our Golden Guard mystery guest, whatever you want to call him, their nicknames are piling up now, turned to the guy to our right and said, this is easy, this. I've not even had a shot on target as Morgan Gibbs-White got the ball, <laughs> to live it, whipped in a lovely cross for Billy Sharp to bag it in. And this guy was fucking fuming at our mystery guest, Golden God. He fume fuming. He was like, that's your fault, that is. That's your fault. (laughs) What what poor timing. What absolute poor timing. And I received a lovely little video from my Blades mates um, telling me to fuck off, which was lovely and poorly timed. But yeah, uh, talk to me about it from watching it on TV. Did it feel as against of plays it felt when we were there? Or, yes.
0: Or yeah. No. It did feel as against him when I play. It's initially when I first saw it. My initial reaction was Joe Warrell. You got to do better. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely Joe. Definitely. I don't give a fuck where he's ended up. It's definitely Joe Warrell's man, not Jed Spencer's. Jed Spencer's a player outside of him who he's dealing with. Um, however, I kind of chose not to, not to really take, to, not to really let the Forest players take the blame because the ball in was probably ten out of ten. Yeah. The header was probably a low ball in a nine out of ten. And it's Billy Sharp, that's what he does, isn't it? He's you know, he's inside yeah. the six yard box. He gets the, the yard of space. It makes the defender look foolish. So <laughs> I, think, I think it's just it's just a very good goal and we we're, were a bit unfortunate that we weren't already one, two up. Yeah. And
1: Billy Sharp seems to command quite a lot of respect from the Forest away end because although he bagged I think a few people were shouting, like, fuck off, Billy, Sharp!" something. And most people around me go, nah, he's all right, he's all right. Mm, so fair yeah. enough, like, he's he's just a legend of the game. And he, the fact that he's still bagging goals at his age, yeah. he's, he's just an absolute goat. So, yeah, great goal. Um, it felt very frustrating. The term in the past would be typical Forest. Um, from then, it just, in between, uh, we'll talk about it later, that goal and our equaliser. Um, mm-hmm. Ben Osborne came on the pitch and was absolutely class which where's that come from he was unreal I think he changed um, the game for them
0: I think Ben Osborne Ben Osborne was, was a kind of I know because I had a season ticket most of the seasons when he was kind of a first team regular and he's a very polarising player um, I think he came on before he, the uh, goal but yes he did whatever. yeah yeah. Um, he came on for the he Came on. no he came on after the goal Came on for the young lad who was playing right wing back. (coughs) Um, Sariki. yeah, the one who should have given away the penalty. Um, But Ben Ben Osborne was a polarising character, even even for me, because he often played left wing and I thought he was absolutely fucking wank at left wing. He sometimes played left back and whilst I didn't think he was great, I appreciated the fact he was playing left back. But when he played centre midfield, I thought he was fantastic. I thought he was the exact kind of Busy, kind of up and down, win the ball back, short passes, bit of, bit of something, centre midfielder that we've been missing since, probably since Chris Cohen fucked both his knees up. Um, but he never seemed to play there. Mm. And, you know, I can't, I don't begrudge him in the slightest for, to move into the Chip, to the Premier League. Obviously that hasn't worked out, um, with the club he's at. But, you know, we've got a bit of money. since the last year of his contract and, and, you know, it's one of them, but yeah, he did seem to play really well when he came on, but, you know, it, fair play to him for, make, for making a go of it, but yeah. he doesn't start many games, does he? Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I think, I can't believe I'm saying this, he's one of those sort of workhorses of a, a, a squad member that whenever mm. you need him to fill in that position, he will do, as you just mentioned. So, I feel like having a Ben Osborne in our team now would be pretty huge for this season, but anyway, he is, he is what he is. I still thought he was shit for Forrest, but he's working out for the blade, so fair enough.
0: I, I think I think Ben Osborne and centre midfield right now for Forrest would be very good. Um mm-hmm. yeah. But he'd probably he probably be ended up ending up playing left wing back wouldn't he?
1: Yeah, absolutely. But um yeah so it felt frustrating after their goal. Um Cooper made a few changes. He brought Surridge on for McKenna he brought Martin on for Zinkanar goal and a very very rare outing for Mr. Joe
0: Lolly, who came in for Jack Colback. Just just a very quick one. I thought it was very interesting. So so we know we know in the kind of season in seasons seasons past, um, well in this season, but the, the ghost of this season type thing. When he changes the formation to the four two three one to go more attacking and, and to change it up. It was always Tobias Figueredo, and it was very clear and obvious who the worst of the three centre backs was to take off. Mm-hmm. What do I mean? And I actually thought to myself before the game, if he does have to change it, which of the three is going to be the one that he takes off? Mm. And I'm not going to lie, Scott McKenna was the was the not the one for me in any kind of scenario. I didn't. I, I, <laughs> I just. Scott don't, Mc- I think that's such a hard decision. Like who. All of them were just
1: on top of the game. Well, I think maybe even Joe Warrell could have been the one to take off. Which even my, when so I'm my reason, that, I don't get it.
0: Yeah, the reason in my head is he ain't going to take McKenna off because he's left-footed. So that's the balance. Yeah. So, so and for me, he's also the best of the three. Um. You then got a choice of Warrell, mm. Warrell or Cook, and I would probably go Warrell, except for the fact that he was he's captain. Mm. But then, you know, it was a 50-50. But for him to take McKenna off, um, I'd be... I, you know, obviously, he's, you know, he's never going to tell us or whatever that, but I'd be very interested to know Steve Cooper's reasoning for that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. It was very interesting. I thought Surridge looked quite lively when he came on again. He's another nice little cameo. Um, it feels like he does a really good job of getting, sort of holding his man back and getting on the other side of him, which... I know it's a very, like, boring um, comparison, but it's doing what Lyle Taylor doesn't do better, in my opinion. Um, Yeah. So, quite impressive him. I just, I would like him to get his first goal. I think he's going to be, his confidence will skyrocket when he gets that, but
0: I thought it was a nice little cameo. For me, I would be assessing the situation and saying, are we going to keep Keenan, are we going to get Keenan Davis on a permanent? Because Keenan Davis, for me, is is everything that I love about a striker. Oh, He was fantastic on um, Friday as well. He was incredible. Yeah, fantastic. But if we aren't going to keep him, then play Sam Surridge because I'd rather Sam Surridge get bedded in and ready for next season now. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I guess the exciting thing is as well, we've got Lewis Graben's come back, so we've got plenty of options, but... <coughs> Lewis Graben is out of contract. Yeah, but, you know, Bagsman, I feel like there's been a... Maybe was it the pressing game where Jed Spence made a unreal run into the
0: box and, you know Yeah. Any yeah. any poach of a striker such as Lewis Graban buries it. But anyway I I I think we have missed the I think Sheffield United game was a perfect example of us missing we didn't have that lethal touch. And, mm. you know, I've I've been Lewis Graban's critic in the past. I still don't particularly like what to watch him play football, but I can't help but feel that with Lewis Graban on the pitch against Sheffield United in that game we would have been one or two up before they got that goal. Yeah, it does feel like whether it. that's him getting it or him getting in the right place to create an, the opportunity, I don't know. But I yeah. just uh, I can't help but feel like we need we just we just missed that kind of lethal touch that I don't think Keenan Davis as a striker brings. Yeah, and it. I think that's Keenan Davis absolutely bullies defenders
1: and he mm-hmm. creates opportunities off the back of that for someone like mm-hmm. Lewis Grabban. So I think they complement each other relatively okay. well. But anyway, we saw a rare outing of Joe Lolly, which was good to see if we if we can get him back in any form, I think that'll be useful to have on yeah. the bench. Um I think I don't know whether I'm remembering this correctly, but I'm pretty sure one of the first things he he did was a pretty poor touch, which or gave the ball away or something, which led to them looking like they were going to get another, but I might be misremembering that because at this point I was battered. Um but it felt very frustrating. Um it felt like this is a game that we 100% should have got something from. At the very least, a point, you know, you, f- you feel like we should have won it. And we were a bit like, oh, this is this is just annoying. Um, but as Forrest so typically seemed to do this season, um, we emerged with a 95th minute bedlam scenes, limbs of a, of an equaliser, which it almost felt better that we waited so long for it because... Being there at the time, it just felt unreal when it went in. Um, And I think James Garner struggles to beat the first man, mostly from corners, which is very frustrating. But he picked a great time for the almost perfect delivery that it was. And a great header from Yates as well. But
0: yeah, it was absolutely scenes in that away end. It was unreal. Yeah, I think I'm going to defend James Garner really briefly and say... I don't necessarily think he's he's not beating the first man. I think when when the way he takes corners, I think he's actually trying to pit, pick someone in particular out. So some people when they take corners, they just knock it into an area, or some people just I don't know. We've all seen lower league football. Some people just fucking hit it, but I think James Garner's trying to pick somebody out in particular. And I and I kind of referenced that against the Keenan Davis one that hit the crossbar and this one that went in. In that he's picked the person who is unmarked out. And if you watch like Joe Garner kind of blocks his man off and stuff like Just that. Uh, Joe not Garner. Joe Garner. <laughs> fuck me. Joe Worrell. That's why Joe Warrell blocks his man off for James, for Ryan oh, Yates. To yeah. me fuck me. I've had one hot, hot, one short dinner beer and I'm fucked. Jesus. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah. And then, you know, it's a fantastic header from Ryan Yates who, you know, um, I'm not a Yator anymore. Let's put it that way. Oh, uh, no, no, he's, I'm he, so far he's, past being a Yator. His, up, his transformation into, into the box-to-box midfielder is just... It's the kind of thing you love to see. It's the kind of thing... You know, i I want to use Theo Walcott as a perfect example. Theo Walcott was like fucking grease lightning. Yeah? And he wasn't too bad at beating a man. But he couldn't cross the ball to save his frigging life. Mm. Why is he not just thought to himself? You know what? I, I could just learn. I could just spend a bit of extra time learning how to cross a ball, and he'd be able to do it. Whereas it looks like Ryan Yates has gone. You know, I need to make myself sticky to this manager. How can I do it? What I'll be really good at getting. You know, going box to box, and he's just fucking done it. And he, honestly, it's the, the transformation is absolutely amazing. And yeah. I, I, the fact that he's the one that gets dropped when Zinchenko comes into the team doesn't really sit well with me. Yeah, but I think that's just credit to those, to Garner, Cole, and Yates. I think
1: they're the ones that whoever he picks out of those two, I'm gutted for the one that's left out, but I also get it, like Mm. it makes sense. So um, I think that's just testament to how good they are. Maybe, you know, I'd say your point of, Garner's not going to be on a permanent to be bed the Yates and Colbert partnership in. Yeah. I get it. But then also James Garner is James Garner.
0: So, you know, whatever. It's a great problem to have. I, don't get me wrong. I like Philip Zinconagel. But for me, the Colbert, Yates, Garner in the 10, that is, that's yeah, better I, than coming into the team. That's, that's the one for me.
1: I don't see that. I don't think Garner's the best as a 10. Um, I like... I like having him in there. I think he adds a bit of a different element and I think we attack better for him being there. I think he makes some daft decisions and he doesn't know when to pass or shoot. Uh, he makes almost the opposite choice at times, but just having him there, I think adds a bit of flair that, that helps us sort of progress. He's a bit mm. Thiago Silva-esque in that respect that he just gets us
0: moving. Oh, don't. Sorry, don't, I know you love him. Don't, don't. fuck's sake. Anyway, don't mention that name. Uh, pure Bedlam oh, in the way oh, end. Thiago was- Silva.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you'll start crying uh, no, but anyway yeah. pure <laughs> pure, pure bedlam in the away end
0: incredible back the it was
1: almost better for it I do feel like we should have won it on the balance of the game but uh, before the game if someone said to me do you want to a point away at Blades I'd have gone 100% and if someone said you get a point but you get a 95th minute equaliser chucked in what do you think
0: yeah 100% Absolutely. Somebody always said to me, somebody I used to work with a long, long time ago, always used to say to me, the best result you can get in football is 3-2 and your team win. Absolutely.
1: Okay, so that was Blades Away. Hopefully that paints the picture of what was a fantastic away day. Hopefully I did it justice. I feel like I haven't because all I banged on about was a pie for about 15 minutes, but it was (laughs) incredible. It was scenes and yeah, God love the Reds. But (coughs) let's... Let's preview some games. I'm on I'm on holiday for uh, a week and a half after this. So we've got a few games to cover. However, let's start with the first one, which the winner of which has drawn Liverpool at home, which makes it just that little bit more spicy. So Huddersfield at home on Monday, same day you're listening to this, uh, or if you're listening to it late, we've just battered Huddersfield. But anyway, we're playing Huddersfield at home in the FA Cup. Jacob, talk to me. Does drawing Liverpool make this a more interesting fixture, or
0: does it not make a difference? Talk to me. Uh, it makes it a much more interesting fixture, um, I think. But I don't think it makes either team more up for it. I think it makes both teams. Just, I think both teams are well up for it because both teams see it as an opportunity to beat a championship team and get into the to the sixth round of the FA Cup. Um, one thing I personally detest is drawing is doing the draw for the FA Cup before all the games are played. I yep. think it's fucking disgusting. It's trampy, uh, <laughs> and, and you know it, I, it's fucking gross. It feels wrong. It does feel. Um, wrong. I think if anybody remembers when we played Sheffield United for a place in the, I can't remember. It was Nigel Clough Sheffield United, and we played under Billy Davis, and it was a game where it all started going wrong, and they did the. We were beaten 1-0 at half time. I I I, I, I maybe 0-0, but I'm sure we're beaten 1-0 at half time. And they do the draw at half time. And the and the winner gets Sheffield Wednesday. Mm. Guess what fucking happens? We fucking lose. And it fucking stinks. and I d I'm I didn't like it before and I fucking hated it since. So anyway, rant over. Um, I think it's going to be a very interesting game because I didn't realise Huddersfield are apparently 18 unbeaten. Yeah, mad. They're, they're, they're second in the league. What the fuck's going on? I thought they were still shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, they I, I, they I don't. When we played them and we lost them, it was 1-0. I still think it's one of the best That's games the, we've ever played. Kind of the hands football. down,
0: hands down, the best performance under Steve Fewman. You was. could argue less that we were fantastic, know, but
1: we were we were unreal. And I really still don't understand how we lost how we lost them, and they didn't seem good. I've seen them a few times on Sky Sports. They don't seem good. They've just got a habit of getting results. They played Sheffield United. They weren't fantastic, but they got a, a draw out of it, I think. They're just one of those teams that happens to just grind them out. And You say it's 18 unbeaten. Is that is that what it is? Eight, 18 unbeaten, apparently. Fucking hell. That's mad. That's absolutely mental. So I think come the end of the season, I would typically think a team like Cuddersfield would fall apart by the end of the season. But... If they find a way to get results every time, then it could be could be their year. But I know they've got a fairly tough run in. I think they've probably maybe got the worst out of everyone. Um, got to play Coventry, Middlesbrough, QPR, Luton, Bournemouth, uh, West Brom, Millwall. You know, there's difficult fixtures there. But somehow they find a way to win. So I feel like <clears throat> Forest fans are seen as mint. we've got Liverpool in the quarters, Huddersfield at home in the FA Cup, easy and I think Huddersfield whilst it is a bit of a tin pot team I don't think that's the case so I think we're massive danger I don't think Steve Cooper will be underestimating them but the fans particularly are in massive danger of um, underestimating Huddersfield and for me I'd love to win always Liverpool next round fantastic if we lose I think it's just because we're up against and a good side and you know it's the cup anything can happen it, maybe you might do as a favour to get out of the cup because it's embarrassing to to win the cup and be at Wembley a fair few times it's going to be an expensive few months so maybe it does my bank balance a bit of a favour going out of the cup but <laughs> uh, I, yeah I think we just shouldn't underestimate Huddersfield I think it's going to be a, a tough game um, but obviously at home after what happened last time I think we've got a very good chance of putting that to bed in in the team and ended their unbeaten run. JJ, what are you saying? Score. Talk to me. 3 0, I think.
0: Oh, oh, oh. I fancy it.
1: I fancy it. I think that could age terribly. It could age like uh milk. Is that a saying? I feel like that's a saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. It's gonna age like milk in the in in the sun. Um but I just feel that last game was one of the, the best I've seen us play and they got they've got to lose at some point, right? So why not at home to a great team in the cup. Bruno, what are you saying?
0: Yes. 4-1. I'm going, same, same difference, but, <laughs> uh, I, I honestly, I don't know, I just got this feeling, I just got this feeling they're in for a pancaking, the, the, the pancaking they should have got last time. Um, yeah. And, you, you know, I just, I know, I know we are going to lose, because, you know, we're not, indestructible or, what, or whatever, but, I, I just don't know when it's going to come.
1: Are you thinking? Um, are you looking ahead at Liverpool and thinking you've got a chance yet? Yeah, because well, I certainly am. Yeah! hundred <laughs> percent. course, yeah! That's the Steve Cooper effect. Think- you're looking at these teams that you'd
0: previously go, oh God. And you're thinking, actually, you know what? You never know. I'm applying a little bit of logic. I'm, I'm thinking, they're in three more competitions. They've got the Premier League, the Champions League, the FA Cup. And if there's one that they're going to actively play a weaker team in, it's going to be the FA Cup. Yeah. And, you know... <clears throat> Are they are they going to under, underestimate Man City? No. Are they going to underestimate the rest of the teams in the Champions League? No. Are they going to under, underestimate double European Cup winning Nottingham Forest? Yes, they are. So that's you know that's 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 kind of I'm adding a dose of reality to it, and I'm still coming out on top, JJ. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I I feel like we almost play better against Premier League teams. I think we're Championship is a load of bollocks and the way we play mm-hmm. against Championship teams is almost painful at times. It's a bit of a shithouse one, but we've seen how it works against Arsenal and Leicester and uh, I've got a horrible, horrible feeling of hope. Obviously, we have to get past Huddersfield first, so let's see what happens, but very yep. much looking forward to it. Um, so there's Huddersfield. Uh, if you're listening to this on the day of the game, Please let us know your predictions. If you're listening to this after, um, then let us know how you think it went. Um, Our Twitter is at Pod. Please drop us a follow. Um, And if you want to see some goals straight after the app, and we've got a lovely bit of plagiarism on the go there as well, uh, just saying, not that we're admitting to anything. Anyway,
0: that's Huddersfield. Hopefully, uh, a big resort for the Reds. Just, just to add as well, uh, JJ has decided not to go because he doesn't really fancy being a Forest fan on that day. That's not true. Um, but I, I will be going. It's uh, not true. With some, I'm flying. With it. I'm flying on holiday the next morning. So, oh, on the on the Monday you're going. No, is that on when the you're going Tuesday. to Boston? Is oh, so the day after. Yes. So, oh, okay. So you chose not to come for no reason. No, because. That's, because uh, 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 you can't, you can't uh, uh, risk uh, uh, pandi- uh, uh, it's a pandemic, mate. You can't risk. Uh, uh, uh,
1: uh, uh, I know the oh, yeah. the cokeheads next to me <laughs> were pointing. This is a true story at the Sheffield United game. The cokeheads next to me were pointing at the disabled Sheffield United fans wearing masks. Go in, take your mask off. The pandemic's over. However, I don't think it
0: is. So it's hard for COVID to come out when the cocaine's going in. That's, That's all true. I gotta say. That is true. Uh, uh. It's
1: a one-way system. Um, Um, I forgot what point I was making. Uh, Oh, yeah. That's why I'm not going to go to Huddersfield. And also, I won't lie to you, it's got a lot to do with the fact that I'd have to drive there and back and that means I can't drink, which is a big factor in going to see Forest for me Um, because I'm a functioning alcoholic. So that takes us nicely on to uh, the Saturday game, which is against Reading again at home. Uh, Can't see past the Forest winner. I think it'd be as the makers of a banana
0: skin. Um... I think this banana's been peeled for quite a while, so yeah, I can't see. It happening. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna look at the next three games. I'm gonna say Reading at home on Saturday. Yeah. QPR at home on the Wednesday. Big Fulham away on the Saturday. Huge fixture. Um, and I'm gonna say I reckon we come up with seven points from those three, Ooh. but I don't know which is the draw. Uh, aye, aye. I I'm, I'm, I actually think I'm I actually think I'm going to go that Reading is the draw. Fucking hell. because uh, f- I don't I don't know why I, j- I just have this feeling it'll be Reading that's the draw and we'll beat QPR and Fulham. I know they're very big and bold statements, but yeah, I just I've just got this feeling in my bones. You're a braver man than me. I think Reading three points,
1: QPR I think will be tough, but three points. But I just. Fulham I think Fulham's the marker we went to me and you both went to Fulham at home earlier in the season mm. and we left at <laughs> half yeah, time I think did we even make it half time eh, it was about six to I five, can't I remember it, it got to a point where it's like there's no point whatever time, <laughs> whatever, time the th- whatever
0: time the third or fourth goal yeah. went
1: to thought, there's no point in being like this is this was going to happen so for me this feels like the Fulham game is a bit of a marker because I think we've improved since then um, if we get a result at Fulham like if we get a point unreal like they are the team hmm. this this season so 100% going up automatically 100% getting that first place so that to me is a massive marker if you're saying seven points and the point comes at Reading and we end up getting a win at Fulham unreal that would be fucking unbelievable I think seven points at that point probably takes us into the playoffs um, just about because it's getting to that stage where all the playoff contenders are starting to play each other so taking points against QPR and Fulham would be massive. But yeah, I'd love nine. I can see us getting six.
0: I'd love five goals. <laughs> <laughs> Remember we said that at last? <clears throat> I do, I do. And, they, and that, those three games, shockingly, take us into April 2022, JJ. Wow. And that implies to me that we only have two, four, six, seven, nine, or oh, nine games. Well, fuck me, there's seven games in April. Plus like the potential Liverpool game. Wow. Ooh, a- anyway, that's that's, that's took us that's took us oddly. Um JJ, Redden at home, what are you saying? Um I can't see past Forest wins, so I'm gonna go 2 0 forest for this one. 2 0. I'm gonna go 1 1. Uh JJ, QPR at home. <sighs>
1: uh it's difficult. I think I think it'll be tight, so I'm gonna go 1-0 forest there.
0: One nil Forest. I'm gonna go three one. Oh, lovely! Love three one. Uh, and JJ, Fulham away.
1: I'm gonna to have to be realistic here, and I'm gonna say a two nil Fulham victory.
0: Two, and I would fucking love to be proved wrong. I'm gonna go one nil Forest. I'm gonna go one nil Forest. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick it, stick it. Um, fond memories like the Fulham of the- game. Fulham games. Is it a weird kickoff? Fulham game is Saturday at 8 o'clock. So eight, knowing that the last train to Nottingham was about half past 10, what an absolute load of fucking bollocks that is. We ate
1: Sky Sports, so we do. We ate Sky Sports. The, the thing that we kept saying at Blades Away is, <coughs> imagine if Blades Away was a Saturday at 3 o'clock. Like, oh, what a day you've that been would
0: up, be. You've been on the tins Oof. since... Oh. I know we we went to uh, we went to England versus Turkey at the Etihad for a good friend's stag do, and we the train that we got was at I want I want to say half past ten, and we were in Weatherspoons for a quarter to eight, <laughs> and effort. that's the kind of atmosphere you want, JJ. Absolutely. That's the kind of atmosphere I'd, you want. I'd have
1: loved to Blades away
0: at three o'clock, but yeah,
1: Fulham it at eight o'clock on Saturday is Daft, absolutely daft, but mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll take a big following as we always do fond memories of the yeah. Fulham game where we beat them under Sabri where we scored that goal where every player on the pitch touched the ball I was just about to go on a flight on holiday when that happened and watched that game before that and it was
0: absolute scene so hope hopefully we can replicate that hopefully, hopefully we can well JJ here's hoping we come together again in in uh, in April, shockingly, mad, um, mad. The, the time is going too fast. Mad thing, um, and was comfortably in the playoffs, and maybe even eyeing up that second place. Oh, he fancies it, doesn't he? I do, I do fancy <laughs> it. Although I, I, by hook or by crook, I think we're going to Wembley this season. I, I hope you're right. I, I'm dying for it. for me, like. Just being in the playoffs, I'm dying for that. I just want that. Here's the question then. and well, Please let us know your answer on, on, on Twitter. At Miss Rolling Pod on Twitter, that is. Thank you. Um, You can take Forrest to Wembley. Yep. Regardless of the result. I, I don't give a fuck about the result. You can take Forest to Wembley and I'm not going to go for the big one. You can take Forrest to Wembley for a FA Cup semi-final. Yep. Or... A playoff final pick playoff only uh, only Saturday. one playoff
1: playoffs. Uh, what are you going for?
0: I might have to go FA Cup simply because if you lose, you can go. Oh, we're never going to fucking win it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Whereas if we if whereas if we lose in the playoff final, I will literally top myself in the stand.
1: Yeah, yeah. But you know that means we would have got in the playoffs. Had. Two exciting legs to get mm-hmm. to there. So, you know, the hope is there heading to the game. And that feeling of Forest being in a, in a playoff final, something I've never experienced. Cheers. So I'd be up for that. I've never experienced Forest in an FA Cup semi-final at Wembley either, but, you know, you take it. I, you know what? <laughs> I'll be honest with you, Jacob, and this might be a very unpopular opinion. I'll take both.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, he'll take both. Take both. You do you know what? I will take this season. I will take an FA Cup win and a playoff
0: final win. I'll take it. I'll take. I'll if take I, three Wembley. Vi- I'll take three Wembley visits.
1: If, if I have and, to, uh,
0: and I'll take. And I'll take a dub in all of them. If if we must, you know, look, no, I'm not selfish. If I have to, I'll do it. I'll take one for the team. Whatever. You know. You know. What would be nice to have a really weird record of if we if we <laughs> let's say we win the semi final, we win the FA Cup final, <laughs> and we won the playoff final. We won them all on penalties. So technically, we didn't actually win any of them. We just knocked the other team out. So you've just joined
1: us as <laughs> Jacob is absolutely dreaming of some random bullshit in his
0: head. It's yeah, that's some happen. proper bullshit. <laughs> proper bullshit. We've been to Memory three times and, and not technically won any of them. One can but dream. Well, one can but dream. So on that, on that uh, happy point, uh, thank you very much for listening. If you managed to make it through the waffle, um, if you're here for the first time, hello, nice to meet you. If you're here again, lovely to see you back. And uh, we'll we'll talk to you in April and fingers crossed we're uh, all up deep in the playoffs. You reds. You reds.